0: Hello and welcome to Tenants of Existence, It's your host Brock Pennington, Um, you can find me on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Spotify, uh, a few other other podcast outlets, not on Apple yet but working on that, just search Tenants of Existence, T-E-N-E-T-S-O-F-E-X-I-S-T-E-S N C E. Well, welcome, guys. Tonight, I want to do something a little bit differently. Normally, I have like a, uh, you know, maybe a certain, a certain topic. Um. Well, I definitely have a certain topic that I want to talk about in a certain way. This is more just me brainstorming. Uh, So I just kind of wanna more have fun with this, Um, because this is what I, I do inevitably. At the end of um, of every night of my day, it seems um, I'm in some state where I am, you know, like all of us are, you know, a lot of people have this occurrence at night, you know, you have ideas come to you all of a sudden, or you um, start thinking a little more deeply. Um, not sure why that is, um, but it seems to occur at night, for my, you know, and uh, it occurs definitely for me at night, um, especially my schedule is ridiculous. Uh, just, and that's the way I've designed it. And uh, I work third shift for years. So I step later than most people. It allows me at night when everything is calmed down for me to sit and really reflect on my day and reflect on different things, uh, people I've encountered and ideas that I've encountered and ideas that I have um, in regards to myself and the world around me. One of those uh, things that I was listening to was about... uh, It was actually on the Joe Rogan Experience. And he was talking to uh, Jim Norton. And they were talking about the Bob Lazar story. um, And they were discussing how Bob Lazar talked about how aliens... um, From his documentation that he saw... um, on a top secret UFO project that he was involved on and um you could watch Joe Rogan um episode with him and deem for yourself whether it's true or not uh, it seems um pretty legitimate to me um overall um I don't take anything 100% at face value even a, you know but at the same time um a lot of the evidence seems to point that it makes sense his story So we're going to go off a piece of that story because it's also represented in other art, in other forms, in our society. Um, So to me that says that it has some form of credibility. There's actually a whole science, Scientology is actually kind of based upon this, which is interesting. Uh, And what it is is that aliens seeded our planet. Um, That aliens created us. This is not a far-fetched thought because technically if you break down God, he's an alien um, because he's not of this earth, right? He's from the heavenly bodies. So technically he's an alien, technically he created us, not a far jump to turn that into uh, (laughs) the the greys or um, the little Martian men or whatever you want to turn it into, you know? Or you can turn into a man with a beard. but And I'm not knocking Christianity at all. In fact, a lot of the things that I use um, come from philosophies of Christianity. Um, and I like to examine all uh, religions, um, as, you know, the ones that I understand the most. Um, I'm more familiar with, like Christianity and Judaism and Greek mythology and Roman mythology. More Greek than Roman. Definitely Romans weren't um, like that as much. And an Egyptian uh, and... Um, Obviously, the Sumerian, which is the basis, really, of most of our stories today. So, anyways, uh, it's not a far leap to say we are seated by an alien race. Scientology actually says this, um, and it seems really kooky when you say, and you describe Scientology, and they, because they describe all these names and specific places and everything like that, but it's not far off from Bob Lazar's story, or far off from 2001 Space Odyssey, the beginning scene where... Um, they're interacting with a lower hominid and teaching it how to use stuff, and all of a sudden evolution occurs. This is pretty much saying the same thing. An alien race came down, found lower hominids, uh, and tweaked their genetics, added their genetics or did whatever to those genetics, and then that ultimately created us. And that's why we're so varied, too. Um, But we all came from the same ultimate genetically modified creature. And so I was really just thinking on this just partly just for i like to do these thought experiments with myself and and say well hey what if this was true um well you know let's try to look at it from my understanding of what these creatures why they might do that right um and then how that would pertain to how we view the world now because if we were lower hominid creatures and then our genetics were altered and we were made into a higher level being we would still have some of the lower hominid genetics in, in us, which would mean that that would create that cognitive dissonance. Um, and because you would have two different levels of consciousness, you would have your lower level of like hominid consciousness, which I would compare to your, uh, as a great philosopher said you're a slave to your desires. I don't remember if it was Rousseau or Hume, but it was one of the great philosophers. And, and they said, you're a slave to your desires, pretty much. And that's what we all are. And in many fashions, we are. Sex, addiction, alcohol, food, uh, stimulation of any, any, of any type. And we all know where we've been a slave to that, where our sexual impulses and desires have taken us, almost control of us. And then later on, we've looked back and been like, why did I do this? Or why did I act in this way? It was disingenuous. Um, But at the time, we were controlled by what could possibly be that lower hominid, right? Maybe just uh, those lower base impulses, these base drives that higher levels of beings technically um, would overcome. Because, say, you became immortal, you wouldn't reproduce. You wouldn't need to, you you know, and even societies, you see that reflected, the more intelligent, reproduce less. And the more advanced societies get, the less they reproduce. Um, So these other beings might have transcended a lot of this. But if we were mixed with lower hominids, they still might affect us. Um, Which would cause the vast majority of human suffering and the majority of human suffering between everybody in this world. Because we all have those things and those habits that we, we really want to change, that we really struggle with changing. Because they're those lower hominid base impulses that we want to change. And we can occasionally access those higher level states of consciousness where we can transcend that and think differently and think bigger and think more symbolically more creatively and intelligently, and yet we seem to constantly get pulled back down to a normal state of fear and anxiety um, and reacting to the world. So it's very possible it could be those two battling parts of ourselves and why we are so different than every other creature on this planet. Um, And it just opens up a Pandora box of questions. um, Because if we were in a science experiment technically... Are there other science experiments? There should be, right? You normally don't just conduct one experiment. You do several. That's what we would do. Um, those that are more intelligent, and scientists, um, they're able to control their impulses, will control their studies, and they'll do them analytically. And analytically, you must have more than one control group or you must have more than one group to experiment on. So... You that's from our limited knowledge, and these aliens are much more advanced. Would be much more advanced if they had the ability to change us, to create us, um, and to come to us in the first place, to visit our planet, because they probably are are not close by. <laughs> so you have to have harnessed maybe magnetic um, power, or gravity, or whatever that is. You know, uh, a different form of propulsion than we have currently, which ties back into Bob Lazar's story about the propulsion system, and we can't figure it out. Um, so we're technically would be, we're existing in a, a uh, this is alien, techn- uh, you know, this world would be alien to us on some levels, because on some levels on our genetics, we were not designed for this world. So, it's a lot of different things there. A lot of different things you can take into account and the way that you can view that. Um, but I would view it as refreshing. And here's, one of the, here's why it's refreshing to me. Here's one of the big reasons why it's also nerve-wracking. Because I'm very emotionally tied into this. Um, I'm invested on this as I've heard say, and so that kind of changes your bias. And so part of me wants this to be real. And I was, you know, and um, whether it's in a Christian sense or whatever sense, a part of me doesn't, because then that makes death uncertain, but certain, if that makes sense, makes it uncertain of what we will experience after death if we were simply a science experiment. But at the same time, it makes it certain that fear is unnecessary in a lot of ways. Because why fear death and fear the unknown? When obviously, there's so much unknown anyways that we could never comprehend. So, The reason why it's so important to me is because when I uh, ingested enough amount to have a heroic dose on psychedelics, um, and I looked in the mirror and I saw myself, I started feeling myself communicating with something, and I thought it was God, and I wanted to communicate more with it, and I was staring at myself in the mirror, and I saw my energy, um, I saw my body, I saw I was completely connected, and I was like transporting or somehow tell, somehow communicating with something else, and I started to see it, and it terrified me. I remember being terrified all of a sudden when I did see it because it wasn't anything that I expected. And so, if it is an alien being, right, like it would not be anything that I would comprehend on this planet because it's from a different part of the galaxy or where different elements might be common. So, it might be completely foreign to anything I could understand, which it also says in the Bible. Right, it discusses that in the Bible it discusses how you can't see the face of God or look upon God right? because he's all powerful we could never comprehend God so this really makes me wonder because it was a feeling like this was an alien entity but yet it was my creator but yet it wasn't what I expected it to be so it's very interesting to hear these stories and to see this play out in like movies like "Prometheus" and other movies, which kind of touch on these subjects in some ways. Um, and in society, you know things like these normally parallel reality on some small level. So even if the majority of this isn't true, even if a part of it's true, it's fantastic. And if so many people are talking about it and discussing it, having similar ideas and experiences, then on some level, some part, could very well be true. Could. Could being the key word. All this is completely theoretical. We obviously have no evidence or way to prove this, but it's as in many spiritual matters and as in many matters of how we operate, why we're here, and where we're going... It's not that simple. Uh, And in terms of where we're going and why they would create us, um, why these creatures would create us or why God would create us, right? We all, as humans, are driven towards progress and purpose and needing that purpose in our lives. And I talk about having that purpose in your life to drive you and fulfill you. And because it seems like we all need to have that in our life, to feel complete and to feel whole. And yet, we try to block out our conscious reality and almost return ourselves to this lower level of consciousness through alcohol and sex and other impulses that we succumb to. Um, which makes me wonder if people use depressants to try to, you know, blot out that higher level of consciousness to go back to maybe something they feel more comfortable in or stimulants to activate the higher consciousness if they enjoy that, or stimulants to blot out the higher level of consciousness also and go back to the slave to your desires. Um, it would explain addiction, and addiction obviously is prevalent with other species on this planet too, but not in the form that we see it, not in the psychological form that we see it in humans. And that's a large part because we, act, we as beings, you don't, See, you might hear another being scream in pain or cry, but they don't seem to suffer as we do. So why do we suffer? Um, Is that the battle between ourselves internally because of how we were created? I mean, technically, that's what the original sin is, is when we were created, and then we bit into the apple of knowledge, and we became aware that was the original sin was awareness. So, technically, if these they seeded us, they created that original sin by making the lower hominids aware. And they gave us the apple. They were the serpent that gave us the apple. Very possible. It is very possible. Um, very possible in the Bible. is completely real. Very possible in Greek mythology. Is real. See, that's the thing. All these stories have the same underlying tenets, hence this podcast named Tenets of Existence, and why I look at all these different stories and mythologies and religions, and I try to remove as much bias as possible. Really, I think it's all the same message. From every way I look at it, it all seems to add up from the Samarians to the Egyptians, and they have their differences, definitely, but their differences are seem small in comparison to the overall picture that they're trying to paint for us Um, and obviously you can get into ancient alien territory here and all this stuff Um, and I really don't, I watched it a few times but um, I don't know Um, I think some of that on some levels is probably um, just made up for a lot of it is just made up for entertainment purposes Um, this is pretty much good for entertainment purposes also. Um, I, I feel like a lot of times when we do these types of things though, why, why is it entertaining to us? Why asking these questions? Why thinking on these deep issues? Why is it so prevalent? Why do we have to have this so much in our culture? What are we always driving towards? What's the progress we're always driving towards? And if we're always deriving from progress, is there a creature created us and is it always going towards progress? And that's why it created it in its image. And if so, then does that mean that something else before that created that? And what is the ultimate progress? What is the ultimate goal? don't think that's an easy question to answer. One will ever answer in this lifetime. It was one that even when... I was starting to communicate and starting to talk before I became so afraid. I retreated back in my human shell. Um, the, the biggest question I knew I'd never have the answer to is why exactly we were here. I knew that we had to have a purpose and we had to use that purpose appropriately. But the ultimate question of why was never going to be answered as long as I existed in this plane, in this realm of humanity. And not to transcend to the next level. Go to the next level, whatever that is. Right? Whatever that is to you. So it's very interesting. All these stories. All, uh, all these cultures. All these societies. Have the same stories. Trying to describe very similar events. In very similar ways. With very similar outcomes. And as we know, everybody expresses themselves differently. So could it just not be a representation of the same thing just expressed through a different set of eyes at a different time in history? And then slowly, slowly it's evolved to where now you have multiple religions and multiple old mythologies and historical records and we have access to them now. We have the information to compare and to look at them now. Before, what you grew up with, that was it. If you grew up and your story was that you were seated by an alien being named crew, and you need to pay all this money, go on this ship with a science fiction writer or whatever, and like that was your reality answer. If you grew up in Scientology, then this seating and everything would be like, oh yeah, we know about that. If you go them in Christian terms, you're going to look at it as Adam, Eve, creation, story, the serpent, the apple. Um, and, you know, all these were symbolic stories, too. Like, they were passed down from generations from word of mouth. So to take any of these literally absolutely is, is, is amazing to me that people take these things so literally when they've been translated in multiple languages... And I think it's because it's terrifying because we, def- we want a definitive answer. That's why we discuss these stories is because we hope the more we discuss them that the more comfortable we'll feel with our answer and the more faith we will have in our answer. And uh, that's cool. I get it. I do it. This is what I do at night too. I think about this stuff. I I try to take in as much information on humanity as possible and try to express it to you in my version in how I view it in how it makes sense to me in my life and it may not make sense to you or your life you may be listening to this and say oh this guy you know yeah good, good thing on making the best day but the aliens that's just this guy's far out <laughs> he's He's lost it. And I assure you, I am 100% sober. I am on no psychoactive substances uh, whatsoever. This is just me. And this is how I operate and how I think. And um, when I do this, this is why I love creating stories and why I love expressing myself to other people and hoping that other people will listen to this and be like, man, I thought that too. Or oh that kinda of makes sense or oh I can kinda of see that or maybe there's other people who have experienced this out there because I know that I am not just one individual out here. You know, I'm an individual who saw other people talking about this who had a similar experience and it was like, Oh, the light bulb kinda of went off a little bit. Um and 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 so it's the same thing. That's all art is, right? It's me taking my perspective and my stories and me telling you that. And me giving you my perspective on it. And some of you will relate and some of you will not. And that's cool. Those dead, I hope you found it entertaining. I hope you, you know, think about this. You know, really think about it. And don't think about it. And if if you're terrified to think about uh, your religion. I used to be this way. I used to be so terrified of viewing religion differently than the way I th- thought it should be viewed, that I didn't want to look at um, Greek mythology, or if I read it, it was just fun stories from some old uh, society, you know, that I I didn't, I didn't understand, like, this was a society upon which Western civilization was founded on, or one of them, one of them, and I understand that Sumerian text and tablets were, uh, you know, the foundation of all civilization. So it's like, you know, it just depends how you want to look at things. It really does. And I I highly encourage you, though, to when you're watching a movie or you're reading a book, even something like Harry Potter, even the writers that are writing that um, during the times in their life, if sometimes they are purposely expressing themselves to you through parables, through stories of a character going through something they went through or a lesson they've learned. Um, and even if they're not meaning to, they normally are. They're normally reflecting on something symbolically, and they're using characters to simply represent that. Um, so if you can start looking at everything in that way, the, um, religious texts, stories, everything that people write as simply a symbol for different lessons different representations of pockets of our society and culture then you can start to see the patterns like you have patterns of thought inside of yourself we discuss you can see the patterns within the society and then it starts to transform the way that you are actually viewing society and the world around you because you're not viewing it in such a literal sense, that everything makes you upset or confused or elated, or just a very uh, a multitude of emotions that you are reacting to, based on a bunch of stories other people are telling, because that's what they are and they have value, but you have to understand the value, and if you just cut caught up in the story and the emotionality of it all. Then you can lose sight of the real messages behind it all, and it gets infuriating and this world seems like it makes no sense, but it does. You just have to look you have to take the majority of what people say, cut it out until you find the message and so that's part of the message behind this. This is fun. this is me just showing you how I think a thought ex- you know how I do thought experiments throughout the evening um I love to think about things deeply and philosophically. Um, that's just the way I am and how I'm wired and how I view things. Um, I have always viewed things in this way, um, but also my perspectives have shifted throughout the years to where I'm telling you I was able to remove the emotional sides of the stories more and more or harness it more and more to use it to my advantage. Um, so it makes it very hard for me and for other people. When you watch a bad movie, it's a bad movie. Like and you say, Oh, it was entertaining for an hour and a half it means it just shut your mind off for an hour and a half. You watched the make Michael Bay film, a Transformers, number four. Um and yeah, you know, it was kinda entertaining, but you know, whatever. You know, ends because the writing normally. It's the writing and the way it's portrayed and the acting, right? That's what we really connect with. Because we're really connecting with the underlying meaning of it all, even if we don't know it. That's why we all appreciate a great film when we see one. So, you know, it's the way you need to... I I don't say need, because I don't feel like anybody needs to do anything. But I feel like it's very desirable to be more aware in this society. And I think it is achievable and it's something that you can work on and, and foster in your, inside of yourself a, a natural curiosity because everyone's naturally curious about the way things work and this is why certain people follow certain channels. If you're on this channel, you're curious about all these things. You're curious about religion and spirituality and mythology and these overarching questions behind it all. And, or you're so hurt from everything and you've suffered for so long and you're hoping to find a way out of it and my way out of it was finding the meaning in all of this because normally if you're suffering it's because you're trying to blot it out because you're terrified of the meaning behind it all because you're terrified of the answers because it's scary the unknown is always scary but you must always remember everything is always unknown All we all are, are simply tentacles of the universe, bringing light to where there was once darkness, and obviously darkness can be intimidating, but you don't need to be afraid, there's no need. Normally, where there's darkness, there's just more darkness and more darkness, and the light just keeps spreading. But you have to have the ability to bring that light there. And so talking, wrapping us back up, right? Aliens seeding the planet. Completely possible. Completely. I mean, it's about as impossible as... any other myriad of creation stories. Right? It's just a different format or a different place that we're at in our society and culture and the way that we're expressing it. But it's no different than... um, when the Old Testament was written and passed down for generations, no different when Muhammad um, wrote his, it was, you know, there are parts of it that are more militant because he was being persecuted at the time. It's so no different than the New Testament, and those who were around Jesus, and they wrote about him. No different than Egyptian mythology and Ra, than the Son of God, Ra is the Sun and I mean so many parallels. Um, no different than Samarian mythology. They all have virgin births. They all have the same pattern. Their differences are always what we separate us. Because we want to look at things too literally, because we want to create problems. Because that's what, hey, going back to it, maybe our lower hominid state just wants to look for problems. So we're designed to look for predators. Run away, look for predator. Run away, look for a predator. Run away, look for a predator. We're always looking for predators. We're always scanning. And that's why that is that survival mode, that lower hominid mode. And then if you can shift your consciousness maybe to the higher level, the higher being, Everyone has those days when they know they're operating in that. They're peaceful. They're content. As the big book describes it, which is the Alcoholics Anonymous book, it says they're happy, joyous, and free. Free. That's what we ultimately all want, to be free of human suffering. But that's the one thing that we can... The only way... To be free of human suffering is to embrace it. Embrace the dichotomy of who you are. Love yourself for who you are. Understand you might have these lower primitive desires and things that bring problems in your life. But you have the ability to transcend that. You have the ability to change those, and you have the ability to move past them eventually. Stakes practice. Well, I hope you guys uh, are having a great week. I hope everything's going really well for everybody out there. Much love to you all. Um, Feel free to reach out to me on any of the platforms. Um, Subscribe, follow, hit all the bells and whistles, all that fun stuff, guys. Have a great week, y'all. Bye.